I didn't want to like argue with everyone, but I'm actually okay with the price. You know, Mark, that's why. Well, (laughs) I can't believe I'm the one defending them, but like they, if you were like a a real fan, right? Like you're super fan, you want to see everything, do everything, whatever. Yeah. They're giving you all that shit now online for free. So you're getting like, yeah, but the concerts aren't on there. I don't, but but you're getting so much content from them for nothing that say you're like watching those every whatever mm-hmm. what do they put them like once a week twice a week more than like, that it seems you're getting all that and a concert for 150 bucks that has no factor into the concert I think it should <laughs> it can that's all I'm saying a couple of Hall of Famers right there though <laughs> they're not Hall of Famers for now let us relish within the Lotus Season 2, Episode 5, Call Upon Your Gods. Beg for them to help you. Call upon your gods. Religion has left you. Final final hour. Cross the final line. Life will end, but there is no end. Call upon your gods. Beg for them to help you. Call upon your gods. Welcome everyone to Episode 5. Of season two of the Juggalo Rewind podcast. We're live in the studio this week. We got a studio audience over there not paying attention. <laughs> but as always, this is Peter, and I'm here with Chris. What is going on, Chris? Oh, nothing. I am uh, enjoying the book titled Tales from the Lowest Pod. If you've been following along, you're realizing this is a book, it's a story, as I've been uh, laying out. So let's see where it takes us this week. Do you think that it's the book? That the wraith is coming out of. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> Man. That just blew Chris's mind. That probably is, because this is the lead-up. This is the intro to the wraith. All right, you go uh, put your skull back together. My brain's melting. <laughs> I need to add that to the tattoo. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, uh, as you may or may not know, the Juggalo Rewind goes back in time and takes a classic Juggalo album, dissects it track by track, we have some fun along the way. We we teach, we laugh, we cry, we drink. <laughs> if you're a new fan or an old fan, you're going to get something out of us. So that's our goal, right? If you're a fan of the gold or a fan of the red or a fan of both, that's what you're here for. Or you're just a fan of us and you don't even like Juggalo. Or you're just a fan of Mars because it seems like there's a lot of Mars fans just <laughs> chiming in. There are. <laughs> Um, before we get too deep, we want to remind everyone how to find us. You can go to Facebook, which I've been trying to update. That's good. So give it, give, give it something. <laughs> give it something. It's weird. It's whatever. That's another story for another day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I have a good TikTok idea. I'm going to try to bust out. You just need more dudes dancing to Blaze songs. Yeah, but those don't get any likes. It's so weird what gets likes and what doesn't, but... Anyways, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok are all at Juggalo RWD. You can email us, JuggaloRWD at gmail.com. We've gotten some funny emails recently. Uh, you can go to our website, JuggaloRewind.com. You can call the hotline. Talk about things we've gotten some funny ones lately. There's a good one, yeah. Uh, 810-666-1570. And then you can listen wherever you're listening right now. Spotify, Apple, 
uh, Podbean, Google, uh, or the YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's a little sparse, but some of the people that do chimed in, left some feedback, so keep doing that. I yeah. enjoy seeing the comments on there. Yes, go uh, find us wherever you need to listen. We're there for you. And we're we're still young in the season, but I'm still waiting for some people who've actually done the seance to call the hotline and tell us what you've seen, because we got to prep Pete when he does the seance at the end of the season. We need to know what demons might arrive. You know, does he need a chainsaw? Does he need to cut his arm off and, you know, put that on, get the get the shotgun, his boomstick? We need to know. <laughs> hey, Jacob, are you going to do the seance with us? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's technically you're supposed to be by yourself in the house alone. So I don't know how we're even going to do that. We leave the mic in there with you? <laughs> we got a, we got a few weeks to plan this. All but. right. Yeah, that'll be a season ender uh, for sure. <laughs> I'm uh, not doing it. I'm too scared. <laughs> we have lots of things planned for the uh, end of the season here. If you are familiar with how we do this, we do one song per episode, and then we'll have some bonuses and some tie-ups at the end. And if uh, you want to email us, call us. We'll fix our very minimal mistakes. That's right. No mistakes so far. Clean sailing. No one said anything. Yep. Zero. We're perfect. Perfect as Kurt Henning. Uh, we Building up be. that resume for the uh, History Channel, Juggle Historians. <laughs> and then we should also remind people to go back. Uh, if you're following us on any social medias this season, you really should be following us on Twitter so that you can vote every week on your MVP of that song. Yeah. So it'll be the pinned tweet. You go up there. Who do you like? And then, boom, we collect them at the end of the year. I vote. Chris votes. I'd give Jacob a vote, but he doesn't even know what song we're talking about. So <laughs> he's just watching basketball on the TV in the background. And then uh, at the end of the year, we'll do something special. Yeah, we'll tie it up, figure it out. We'll figure something out. And also, if you join on Twitter, there's some other nonsense going on there that's not on Instagram. Some special threads. So if you're following us only on Instagram, make sure you head over to Twitter. Other yeah. nonsense is there. Yeah, there is a different nonsense on every platform for sure. So you can't just follow us on one. You got to. Except gotta, Facebook. Hey, maybe we'll do something special for Facebook. <laughs> the something special will be actually updating it with like. I don't, so here's my problem. <laughs> it's like connected to my personal Facebook. I can't like split it away. And then it's like every time I update, it's only like. The group pictures, like it won't be like a straight up post. It'll like go into like the it's old man trying to figure out what he's yeah. doing here. <laughs> well, old man with an old man uh, <laughs> form of social media. So make the uh, you got to make the pod. Well, the podcast doesn't have a Facebook account. Make the uh, twenty by twenty apparel a uh, moderator. I can I, jump in there. And- I don't think I can make. That's the problem. It's like so. It's not. What's the word? I feel like we're the major brothers, like because they talk about how their Facebook is fucked up too. Um, it's not. It, it's not a business like page. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, con- like, it's connected to mine. Yeah. So like our wrestling podcast, the Twenty by Twenty Pod, is its own separate one. Okay. But when I look on that in my drop down, I can't do the same thing for that that I can do for this one. Yeah, I made it's one like, for the party store in my old neighborhood, a fake account. <laughs> And that one's that one was the same way. It's still live, which I don't have a. I no longer have a Facebook, but that account is still alive. The Facebook Party Store. You know what's still alive? I had a group for um, when the WWE Network came up, and we were gonna like all kind of like oh watch some, along, yeah. yeah. Like someone picks something every week, and we watch it, and then we talk about it. Yeah, that it, was but, a good time. Yeah, that lasted. <laughs> I don't think we did it once. 
<laughs> we kind of did. We turned it into the podcast is what we did. That's if, true. If you want to uh, listen to our wrestling nonsense, that's always uh, up there at 20 by 20 pod. So go search us and find us for wrestling stuff. 20 by 20 apparel, 20 by 20 pod. But you're here for Juggalo stuff. You're not here for wrestling. That's right. All right. Are we ready to uh, jump into it or do we have any? Other? Oh, mm. you got your, oh. uh, your gimmick boy. Man, we almost jumped in without it. I'm done. I ain't got no beer, <laughs> man. I'm on a brewski, huh? And a boostki. Toss me beer. Yeah. Dog, we ain't got no fucking beer for the show. I said, what? So? <laughs> this is Little booski of the week. <laughs> booski of the week brought to you by nobody. Anyone wants to sponsor this local party store, local beer company, local whiskey company? I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, Jerry's party store. Jerry, <laughs> good friend Jerry. You can't do that accent. I'm sorry. I'm, why not? You mean I I can't or I'm not allowed to? I'm not allowed to. I don't think. <laughs> Anyways, here we are, folks. <laughs> Booski of the week. This week, it was a tough one. You know, you think there's a lot of spiritual beers or wines or, you know, stuff. You know, all these beers want to make them very epic. You think they have a lot of God stuff. Kind of hard to find. Mm. But I did find in the European section <laughs> of the product of Belgium. And this one right here, the WBA 2011 World Beer Awards, this boy won. This is the Petrus Double Brune Ale, Europe's Best Abbey Trappist Dark Ale, 2011. I don't that's know. from 2011. Uh, that's when it won the award. Oh. I don't. I hope this thing. Well, maybe it ages well. I don't know. It says the Petrus Double Brown Ale is a top fermented dark ale, brewed with pure spring water and carefully selected hops and malts. This dark ale, with its subtle and slightly caramelized flavor, is preferably served cold. So, unlike those stouts we had earlier in the season, this one, get a nice ice cold in that fridge. And uh, as it says on it, has got a happy-ass fucking jolly guy with a key in his hand. Probably found that in the temple back in episode one when he was rummaging through the ruins during Alibaba. <laughs> he found the key, and it says the key to heaven. So, pour yourself one who can find it. I don't know if you can. I can't believe I found this thing <laughs> in some random-ass aisle. But it tastes pretty well. Solid. I don't know what percentage this boy is. 6.5, not bad. Nice little buzzkey. So, crack it open. <laughs> Booski of the week. Petrus. Double brown ale. <laughs> Double brown? <laughs> um, all right. I'm drinking uh, uh, Gatorade Zero. Uh, berry flavor. Pink boy. <laughs> you actually have it. It's not just lukewarm tap water. Yes, I, I stopped at 7-Eleven on the way here and got it. Zero Cali watching your figure. Yeah, like I'm, I'm watching it get bigger. <laughs> um, like Joe Bruce from this era. Jesus Christ. Um, anywho, no uh, no cracking, no pouring? Nope, I already started uh, drinking because I took the photo before we, you know, took us a while to get into it. So, already in it, and I said it tastes pretty well. Not bad. So, hopefully it rides us well throughout Call Upon Your Gods. Sure it will. All right, let's get to it. Let's get down to uh, the brass tacks, as we call it. 
Well, we don't call it anything. But uh, yeah, we should we should make a name for this section. <sighs> That's what we said last week. Yeah, we still haven't. <laughs> we uh, have the deep dive named. We haven't had you know a jingle for that. So now we need to name this section. We'll get there, folks. <laughs> Stick with us. By <laughs> by the time we get to the uh, purple gang season, oh, <laughs> nine pistolas season, we'll have names. <laughs> nine pistolas. That's all. Sweet. That's not a classic. <laughs> it's a classic in my world. <laughs> uh, call upon your gods, as we said. This is a uh, we're going through tales of the Lotus Pod. If we didn't already say yeah. that, Dark Lotus's first CD. This is episode five, track five. Call upon your gods. I'm gonna stop you for a second there. It's untitled. Parentheses. Call upon your gods. Oh, calm down. You don't have to yell. <laughs> Producer on this track. Mr. Mike Peasy Weezy. And this is his second appearance, right? No, this is his third, third? appearance. He's done Alibaba, oh, I, I Hurt Myself, myself okay. and Call Upon yeah. Your Gods. So he's got some bangers in, in the can already. Intro we attributed to him, but I don't think really is him, so mm-hmm. that let's strike that from the record. But, yeah, uh, we'll update that. Yes, this is, this is his third of four tracks. Yeah. Uh, time on this track... <laughs> A four, marathon session here, folks. Four minutes and 57 seconds. That's doesn't drag on too much, I don't think. I guess we'll find out here in a little bit. No, there's a little bit intro, outro, but not, yeah, not like what we've seen previously. <laughs> not like last week. Last week was a fucking joke. Uh, also found on the uh, Dark Lotus sampler slash the uh, Psychopathic sampler 2001. Right. So we've talked about that for, I think, all the tracks on there we've already covered this year. I don't have that right in front of me, but uh, well, the problem any- is we've we've we have the psychopathic sampler. We've heard what's on there, but the Dark Lotus web sampler is the I, the thing we've never. I really think it's the same. You think they just pulled those parts and? I think so. Yeah, um, I don't know. And yes, I think this is the last one for the season that's okay. that's on there. Members on this episode or on this track, we have all. Petals of the Lotus. Yes. So you're going to have uh, Red versus Gold. You're going to have a Mars and ABK. As everyone knows, uh, Red version had Mars. Gold version had ABK replacement. And that's Mars. become a theme here is the Mike P tracks have everybody because he was still in the camp. So it was easy to, you know, edit and replace Mars. Uh, I would have said that these were the first versions like the first batch but as i think we've come to see it's not right like there's a first batch like a pre-blaze batch right and like a pre-mars and abk batch Mm -hmm. and then now that there's like the mars it's weird we're we're gonna we'll have a real timeline by the end of the year but we're still we think we have a good handle on it but like we're still piecing together like as we go along wasn't it was it last week or the week before? We literally, like, during the episode, we're like, oh, shit, that's what they did. Like, we're coming up with this as we're talking about that was, it. So. Uh, that was for something, Cripple and Rape Me, where we're like, that's that's the original lineup and Blaze was sandwiched in. What was the one where um, Mars was sandwiched in, you mean? Yeah, Mars was sandwiched. Yeah, he was sandwiched into something. So like, yeah, uh, that's, to, that's what it was. To something or the song something. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled something. But yeah, we're... Still putting all that together, but regardless or irregardless, as they say, there it is. We'll put all that together. We'll have a little, maybe we'll come up with a timetable by the end of the year of what tracks came in what order. Yeah, I mean, even the ones pre this album, if we could get a good handle on which ones are, like we call it sessions. There's the Mike Clark sessions, Big Batch, some of them were on 
twisted. Some of them are on uh, catch-all cryptic collections and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we said here, this one feels like this was after, and they came back off that bizarre, bizarre tour with Mars and said, okay, this is what we want to do. So we have Alibaba, right? And then this one are the two that fit this. That have all six of them? I heard myself. So we have three so far, right? Alibaba, I heard myself, and Call Upon Your Gods all mm-hmm. are from that final session. Which are all Mike P. Beats. Right. And they all have all seven people. So that does... Yeah, I think that's the theme we're going to have throughout sense. this. We'll figure it out at the end. <laughs> <sighs> Anything else about the uh, track itself before we jump in? No, let's, uh, let's get it rolling. Uh, jump on in. Let's go. Let me grab my notes. I come prepared. Oh, I wrote a lot of notes on oh, this one. I got them all right here, buddy. Right up in the old noggin, like Terry Funk. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Call upon your gods. Uh, again, there's always something wrong with my notes here. How does this start? Um, It's like a little <laughs> soliloquy about, you uh, know, who? guys are on death row and... From who? Um, I think it's Violent J. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fourth song in a row with him <laughs> well, doing the intro. Well, he had the first verse, so I think they wanted to make sure it flowed well. You know, they didn't want someone else doing the intro and, like, very jaggedly jumping to J in that first verse. So They, they, they didn't do that in every other song. Uh, I mean, it come from, the come from he, like, slides in and out. You know, he had the outro that with the dogs that went to the intro with the dogs. That makes sense, so. He slides in and out of something on the next week's episode. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're all kidding. We know what's going on here. Uh, Violent J starts the, the narrator intro. of the book. We we discussed that. Yeah, uh, that is true. He's the <laughs> the oracle or whatever you call it. Actually, like all joking aside, it's actually a pretty cool intro. basically reiterating the fact that most people don't find religion until it's too late or until they think it's too late. Right. Like you don't believe in something until you are forced to. I highlighted, which I think is real funny. He goes, I heard like nine out of 10 <laughs> inmates on death row are all ultra religious. Where'd you hear that? Is that like a real stat that you I, heard? Like, I actually like though, that it's very disjointed. Like that's obviously not true. Like I'm sure there's a legit statistic <laughs> percentage, but he's like, when you watch those commercials, like nine out of 10 dentists, cause they can't see yeah. all 10 dentists, but like, yeah, it's probably where he pulled that line. But I think it's, it's cool. Cause it's very, uh, uh, organic sounding that he's yeah. just like kind of ranting and raving about it. It's also kind of interesting that it's, I don't want to say disjointed, but uh, like it, it zaps in and out. Like it's an old timey radio kind of. Like I don't think they do the effect enough, but I think there's once or twice in there where it like right it comes in and out, zaps bit. out. So not not as much as like uh, that twisted. Uh, how does it feel? Or no, no, yeah. it's but not it has like, a, a little bit of that little feel to it. Yeah, it's got a different. Um, and we'll get through it with this. I think the Mike P tracks when you get through them, they're very. Everyone kind of has a different sound on his stuff. Like, I feel like maybe he pushed them to kind of different sounds, different, you know, effects on people's voices and stuff. I I think I've made note of that. And you're right. I 
can't make every note here. And like as I'm listening to it, there's just so much. I think we've talked in the past. Like if you listen on headphones, it's way different, especially right. on this song. I think you pick up some stuff, and that's that, the key to him. I think like <clears throat> I've Wraith to me is always the queen. I've said it multiple times this season. It's a quintessential headphone album, and there's it's so his much deal. Yeah. Stuff. Now, well, I think we'll get into it later. Sometimes I think it's too much. Mm-hmm. When it's in the right place... Oh, man, I have so many rants that I can go on. I didn't think I was going to go on this rant right here. Um, I think I'll save that for next okay. week. But, uh, yeah, when it's too much, it's too much. But when it's just enough, it's, mm-hmm. like, perfect. But that's, Yeah, you're balancing, like, right at the edge of that, you know? I'll save that rant for uh, later, because I don't think it really comes up here. What else did I want to go on? I guess... Where's... I had a rant on here, let me think. Um I had, a, I think, a religious rant in general, and I didn't have anywhere else to say it other than like right here. the beginning here. But I kind of agree with the sentiment that like Jay is saying that mm-hmm. not even just like exactly what he's saying, but I I find this at I was gonna say I, find, I see it at work, but like I see it with a lot of people when mm-hmm. you're one of my pet peeves, and you know I don't have many pet peeves in life. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> um, when people like act or like are super religious and i'm not knocking religion like if you need religion cool if you believe in it cool like there's nothing wrong with that but when you like you know oh i go to church and i'm all this and that and then like you still do stuff that is anti that Mm -hmm. like i'm not saying everyone has to be perfect but it's funny when people on one hand are like super religious and on the other hand they're like swearing or doing whatever doing shitty things or like my real one is people who purposely don't swear but use like other words in place of it and it's like that doesn't make it better like just because you're motherfucking someone like in traffic but saying like frick like that doesn't mean that like you've you've just created a new word but you still have like the the venom behind it your um emotional charge you're sending out is the same yeah like what word you have yeah i i hate that it's just so just making yourself feel better because I didn't say the word, but you're still yes, your still actions are still the same. Yeah, it's so nitpicky, but I just I, I don't get it. Like, oh well, I didn't say one of the, like the seven bad words, but you say everything else with like such fucking hate behind it. Like, it's right. just, whatever. So that's my religious rant or my. It's a little timid, but I, uh, I'm sure you could get even more. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I I could keep going. That was my condensed Censored version. <laughs> Also, to go back, because I have a ton of notes here. Sorry, I'm going backwards already. Um, Just the thought of the entire song. I guess we didn't really... Mm -hmm. I don't know where we would plug this in, but I kind of just wrote it up on top. And maybe this falls into your... uh, Where it falls in your canon, in your book of The Lotus. Mm -hmm. Where do you think everyone is? Or do you want to wait for that? Like, You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. in your... The treasures of, of the hidden temple that we're walking through right now like i wrote down about to die like are all of them on their deathbed in some sort and they're talking about it or are they just kind of talking about it in general you know what i mean like general talk or are they all literally yeah. on their deathbed and well, this is going through their heads if this is a concept album as which, we speculate which, which it is that's what you say so uh so they've you know entered the temple gotten the hidden knowledge um i like that we recap this every time something well you know you never know people it's it's a week later previously on the juggalo rewind podcast (laughs) 
they got the hidden knowledge inside the I keep saying the temple, but it's you know a pyramid is where they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something to, is unleashed, cripples and rapes them. Go on. No, never mind. Oh. I was just something cripples and rapes them. They're possessed. They can't handle it. They hurt themselves. Hurt themselves so badly beyond belief. They're now they're asking God to help them, save them because they're on their deathbed because of how bad they hurt themselves on the last song. So that's the case. They're all on their deathbed, but. I, Personally, when I listen to it, I think they're all over the place. I think they're all just <laughs> that, speaking that, on their own versions of it. That's the other problem. But <laughs> but, uh, but I like the track, and we'll get through it here. Yes. It definitely goes to, I think, what we say on every song and every album. I'm dying to know how people put songs like this together. Like, right. th- did you all sit and talk about it? Did you just leave and come back did you have eight million verses and someone's just like oh these all kind of go together like i take it that someone probably had an idea like a a vague idea and they kind of explain it and then everyone comes back with their verses because yeah i don't know the the theme is somewhat there but everyone's verse is just slightly different to me yeah it's just off enough where it's not like perfect right dying to know if how many times, if ever, did someone bring something to the table and they're like... <laughs> well, I imagine when I came talking. with something like, you can't kill a guy on every fucking track. <laughs> this is the most tasteless. You just can't murder everyone. Every other time. You He's gotta like, hurt yourself at least or something. Okay, I won't kill anyone this time. <laughs> you want to keep going? We yeah, have enough rants just from the intro? <laughs> it's a good intro, though. I also like at the end where he goes, time for you to fucking die. Yeah, no, it's a, I, I don't... <laughs> then that beat kicks in. Boom. Okay, let's just do it right now. The beat on the song is ridiculous. Yeah. Right? It's top top half of the album when it comes oh, to the beats. <laughs> top, yeah. I guess I didn't pick up on it. Now I'm going to do your gimmick here. <laughs> there's like the, there's the beat, right? Like the dun 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 mm-hmm. But then after like, I don't know, like every other bar, there's like that ooh. Yeah. Like you don't. I don't pick up on that all the time. Yeah, it's slightly there. You're just thinking about like the words, mm-hmm. but that part of the beat's fucking real sweet. Right. All right, verse one. The Mist- big man. The big man on campus. Rocking that visor. <laughs> uh, we got Violent J with verse number one. I always jump in. Why don't you uh, tell me what you're thinking? Um, man, I don't know. This one's. <laughs> This was strange. <laughs> Sorry, maybe maybe I shouldn't have thrown you into the yeah. into the deep water with that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, I want you to take this lead. This is this one's a little tough for me. I like it. I like how it sounds. But yeah, I can't tell if he's like describing he's already in hell getting tortured, or he's just like the life I'm living is like <laughs> live this wild again more sexiness in Dark Lotus. He's wearing <laughs> living this very. Uh, intense sexual lifestyle with <laughs> chains and torture things <laughs> I don't I know pi- what you- <laughs> I didn't pick up on that but that's funny well cause he says I sexed every bitch in the gutter and then yeah. we robbed her mudda that's a throwback I like when he says I- mudda so <laughs> So I, that's literally a note that I put here I put right next to Champ Town's mudda <laughs> um, Champ Town was on one of their Patreons recently talking uh, about uh, Danny Kay. And he was also the ring announcer on at least one of their wrestling oh, really? shows. Yeah. So they're. Did he. 
open for them on I something? I think so, yeah. Like some I, random I think that feud only lasted, really, at that very beginning there. Yeah, it was only fucking 1991, <laughs> and that <laughs> yeah, was it. Jesus Christ. But yeah, if we're calling back, that is from Never Had It Made yeah. uh, on Carnival of Carnage. <laughs> Sitting there next to Chip down the motor. Holding my sign, I work for crack with my old ass neat t-shirt on my back. And I'm sleeping in a gutter. Yeah, I definitely, and it's funny that he like rhymes the next line, which paging musty mustard ten. <laughs> he did update this one for no, us. No, get on there and edit this because there's a couple here that uh, have some question marks on. Yeah, genius that, lyrics. I like to ask, what do you think he says? I have no idea. Okay, so look at every bitch in the gutter, and then we rob her mudda, find a shudda, then shoot. Something for each other. So on a on a revised version, it says find a shutter and shoot both or each other. Both or each other. Which makes sense, but I, the way he says it, shoot butter for each other. Like he's <laughs> shoot both for each other. Like he doesn't. Yeah. I don't think he actually says shoot both. Like he doesn't fully say it. Yeah, no, he's got. Uh, but got, it works for that though. He rhymes that he chops it up there. Sure. I, mean, I think you in your mind fill in the blank pieces that are missing. <laughs> What a cop-out fucking answer. <laughs> I don't make lyrics that make sense, so you can put the pieces together in your head. Hey, I listen to quite a few Eminem songs, and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? But the rhymes just sound cool. So that's what Violent J is doing. He's just pulling out his inner Eminem. Wow. <laughs> Comparing the lyrical styles of Joe Bruce to fucking Eminem. To Marshall Matters. <sighs> um, now that you took all that after you told me that, Take over. Uh, my note on this one, <laughs> I wrote slow and terrible. <laughs> like you could have just said like slow and methodical, you know? <laughs> no, terrible. You don't know what's terrible. <laughs> That's a different CD. <laughs> Agony, pain, suffering. Boom, boom. I, I like, think it, I think it's fine though. Like it's, it's, it goes with the beat. I think he's just trying to like. It's different. Dunk. Like it's. <laughs> This is what I have to deal with, Jacob. You see this? It's a sound, it's a sound when he walked in that area. <laughs> yeah, we need this to be a live video. That's when the Patreon shows up. We should go live on Instagram and show people what we're doing here. I get that you can't have the same cadence and the same whatever every time. So mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. It's just, I don't know. It's not my favorite style of rapping, I guess you would say. Jay on this album in particular is kind of all over the place. Like he's almost like he's trying to find his new style. It's, and, it's very it's weird. Ironically, classic Jay of this era too. Like yeah. it's, I don't know. <laughs> to go back to what he's talking about, I have no idea. <laughs> um, At the beginning, I'm just visualizing like he was watching Hellraiser, and he's like, hmm. you know, what what visuals can I get? Chains, devices, torture things. Is this hell? I I think. <laughs> Like, he, he lived this lifestyle in the second half of the verse, and he's like, did I wake up in, like, fucking the realm of the Hellraiser? <laughs> I like that he's chains, devices, torture, thangs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't have to be anywhere. What if he's just literally on his deathbed? Like, mm-hmm. he could be just fading out and seeing hell, mm-hmm. you know, and being like, oh, shit, I made a mistake. Like all this stuff that I done, that I did, um, 
I did write, and I think this is going to be a theme for each one. Uh, I blame it all on the people around me. It's because of them God never found me. Right. So, like, I think every verse kind of has a hint of blame. Like, no one's taking, well, I guess we'll see. No one's taking the blame. Right. Everyone's putting blame on someone else for being in the spot that they are. Yeah, and that goes back to the beginning. Like you said, people who wait to the very end and go, oh, I'm religious now. I didn't do anything wrong because I found God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I dig that as, like, the theme. Yeah, and I, this. and I think that's what he's saying. And, yeah, this could be him. Oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this could be in his bed from the last song after he just killed himself. Oh, yeah, you're right. So See, he's it literally ties right over. Literally still in the bed. And totally makes sense, then. He did the intro to continue on well that's uh different um, i do have i do have a problem with the end i i hate when he goes right wrong i don't know that just i didn't like how that sounds kind of cheesy sounds, uh, yeah right 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 wrong i didn't like that part isn't that like him saying like because god never found me right right yeah. right and then like another voice being like right. no it's your fault i know i just it didn't sound like because it's him still saying it i don't know didn't yeah. it's a little small nitpick um that kind of went to my nitpick, but again, I don't think we have to talk about that till next week. So, um, <laughs> well, tea ski for next week, yeah. folks. More, uh, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Violent J. <laughs> Slow and terrible. Spoiler alert: not getting my vote this week. <laughs> you never know. You never know. We still gotta get through the rest and see how you feel. Yeah, there could be more that are slower and tell terrible. Tell <laughs> As we talk about how much we love this track, <laughs> and at the end we'll be like, "Man, that's fucking banger." <laughs> Speaking of banger. Uh, here we go. First number two, Blaze, you dead homie. This is a flashback. This is uh, his, his, this album is his entire, like, we just his go through and, Yeah, pull his verses out and lay out his autobiography, because that's <laughs> what he's doing in all of these tracks, and I love it. That is funny. It's like his, uh, his prequel. Yeah, it really is. It's like his, uh, what's the, I don't know, I was going to try to be smart, never mind. What's the Star Wars show now that's like a prequel? I don't know. So the yeah, show? Yeah, never mind. I don't know. I, I was just trying. I, I no, that's no not idea. a prequel. But the yeah, the prequels also have um, Clone Wars and now the Obi Wan show. So I, I, maybe you're getting that right. I, I apologize for even attempting to do but, that. But I mean, as we said, we going back and revisiting this, we totally forgot. Our brains just didn't like line it up that this is Blaze's like debut. Like he was. I mean, he was on Most Tasteless. And whatnot, but his album was not out at the time. Yeah, his was his EP out. Did we? Yeah, his EP was in July of two of two thousand. Okay, so as he had his EP, yeah. So, but it, nonetheless, he's still kind of like painting that picture, kind of with these. Oh yeah, building his character. This literally is like his backstory leading up to. Eh, we've talked about it a little bit, but yeah, this is Blaze's coming out. This is Mike P's first psychopathic. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's Mars's first. Um, it's the lead up to Shangri-La. Like the, there, this album is like super important. It, it, I say important, like it's the fucking Bible <laughs> uh, for the, for the juggalo culture, though. As it, you say, it, it is. It's <laughs> there's a, a huge crossroads of like new and I wouldn't say I, I don't want to say phasing Mike Clark out, but like definitely Mike P coming in and like the fucking CDs that came after right. us. We said this is and, the and, big bang of that era. Yeah, that we for love. sure. It's so, kind of funny, like you said, we had Blaze and Mike P who come out from this. 
twisted and ICP are already like solidified, I feel like at this point. But funny because Mars was like this was supposed to be his breakout, but when we leave this album, it's Blaze and uh, it's Mike P. Yeah, uh fucking he broke out all right. <laughs> he broke right to elementary records or wherever the yeah, fuck he, he, was. he almost was about to be big. He thought he was about to be on Korn's label. Yeah. That- yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's for another episode. Yeah, but, anyways, yeah, let's get into Blaze's lyrics here. <laughs> All right, Blaze's lyrics. <laughs> yeah, how do we, we got... <laughs> got uh, sidetracked for a second. So yeah, Blaze literally talking about getting shot and dying. You presumably, you know, the original time <laughs> in 1989. <laughs> yeah, and, um, I'm like visualizing Mensa Society with his lyrics. <laughs> I, I'm visualizing like he gets shot, right? And... No, no, let's backtrack a little bit. This isn't a Blaze episode or season, but I feel like they take liberties with the Blaze story about like how and where and when he died. Right. But that's okay. Like we'll we'll accept that. He, they paint a few broad pictures of how that scenario happened. Yeah, it's not. A, it's like it's a movie. There's a real funny one on the psychopathic sampler 2001. Oh, really? Where Jay specifically says like, "I had a homie." Who died? Like, and we (laughs) were on the outside Kobo Arena. Dead homies. Everybody has a dead homie. Uh, I lost my homie in 1989. Right in front of me, they jacked him for his truck. We was leaving a rap concert at Joe Louis Arena, and uh, they we tried to run, and they caught us and put the barrel to his chest and just let it unload and. uh, fucked up but my brother my brother was always off into some other shit and he he told me he read something in the necronomicon the book of the dead that uh if you cast a spell on a certain lotus a dark lotus they call it and you plant that that lotus on a gravestone you know if you plant that lotus on the grave of your dead homie he will eventually return from the dead so you know we planted we did the whole spell routine we planted the, the uh the lotus on his on his grave on his grave tomb thing and uh it wasn't until about six years later he came back and uh he's back now and (laughs) And the years are a little off it's not exactly like the 11 because it's 11 years right yeah so like it's a it's a little off the story but it's still funny that like i didn't listen to that for fucking 20 years (laughs) oh my god this is real sweet (laughs) um but yeah the story is never exactly the same on how he dies but which I, I like, like, because everything with psychopathic, especially with Jay, because Jay is, you say he's telling that story. He's very off the cuff, but like everything somewhat ties together. I, I think it's kind of fun. I didn't even think about it, but before I hit the ground, when I cut three in the chest, isn't it twice in the chest and once in the head? Is that what? <laughs> I think that's the, because doesn't his like white shirt have the two? Okay, yeah, and he has the bullet hole yeah, in it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's a, whatever, this is, never mind. <laughs> um, I'm picturing this, like you said, like a movie. At his verse, I'm picturing like he gets shot, and it's literally like as he's falling, mm-hmm. it's like he's frozen, like. Yeah, like see the, a spirit come out of his body. <laughs> or just like he's there, and like this is all going through his head, right. like before he hits the ground. You can visualize the video if they made a video for this. Yeah. What am I thinking? Am I thinking the guilty conscience video for Eminem and Dre? Yeah. Where like, doesn't either Slow someone get shot or like he's like falling and then like his spirit like pops up out of or, it? Or back to corn where they shoot that bullet and they're like Matrix style <laughs> fall backwards. <laughs> it all comes back to corn. You, you and your new metal. <laughs> 
Can you name three corn songs? Freak on a leash. Uh, <laughs> that don't have got ice, the life. That don't have Ice Cube. I know. <laughs> oh, that's a. Uh, oh, what was that song? Uh, that song's sweet. Oh fuck! I can't think of it now. I, the Family Value CD was. <laughs> Children of the Corn. Yeah. Isn't that the one with Ice Cube? Yeah, but I, I was trying to think of how the like the hook went. That's been a long time. Yeah. You Tell you what, talking about album doesn't age well. I listened to the Woodstock '99 podcast. I'm like, man, that corn set was sweet. I went back and revisited the corn album. I'm like, I can't get behind this. Which one? Life is Peachy? No, that yeah, was the way big more. one. The well, with Freak on a Leash got the life. That was the. I don't, I, I don't know. This isn't a corn podcast. Yeah, Let's not. get back to Blaze. Their first, <laughs> the one with Adidas and, and all yeah. that. Like that's a good CD. I don't. Yeah, they're. I don't know. They're okay. I don't hate them. The whole genre is kind of like you're not age well. you're not down with the 1999. No, but Lil Biscuit's got a nice little comeback. I seen they're on tour. He's got a new album out, which I've heard is not that bad. Yeah, everyone said that new CD is good. <laughs> Jesus, how do we get into? We were discussing how we can visualize Blaze getting shot and falling backwards. 99, 99 new metal. Jesus. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's uh, he gets shot and literally like as he's dying, he's saying that he should have worn his vest. He knew. That he was in like the the thug life. What I thought is kind of weird, where he says, um, "I was a king on the streets. Now I'm asking God to take my life." Like, is he kind of goes against what everyone else is saying? Is he literally saying like I'm in so much pain that I just wish he would just die? But uh, like, I, I think it goes back to uh, what we were saying that they're calling on God and they're like he didn't care uh, about God until the moment he got shot and he said, "Oh shit, I didn't follow God and now I've." Yeah, you know, I've lived on the sh- the life. My religion was the streets, right. and hustling so, and slanging, and now here I am getting shot. And so he doesn't I need mean, God. He's not asking him to take his life. He's asking him to like right. take care of him. Yeah, in the he knows he's dying. And he's like, oh shit, I didn't follow God. And well, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's how I took that. That's misworded because <laughs> it lines up with Jay's. Also, you're not calling a God to the very end. It does, but that's not how I like read that because <laughs> I read English, so that's not how I saw it. Um, but also, like, to the last point of, like, blaming so I can rest peacefully. But he wasn't helping me. Why has he forsaken me? So, mm-hmm. like, he's looking to God and saying, like, how come you're not helping me? Yeah, like, he left him a corpse in the ground. Which, oh, let's just jump ahead. <laughs> to eternity of hell left to rot in the grave. And if it wasn't for the lotus, I'd still be there today. That's a fucking lie. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's his entire... Uh, Backstory, yeah, the <laughs> nutshell. That's the Blaze canon, and like, <laughs> did is that like a? We always try to compare it. Was that like a T-shirt or a chant or anything? No, but like, that's a fucking line right there. Yeah, Whew. I visualize everyone else showing up his gravesite and like doing like doing one of their old you know chants or something and like pouring some you know. And back with black magic when they're naming off all the things or back with the one where he's like uh Heckle Jekyll Lucifer. <laughs> Eyes of a cat, teeth of a piranha, they That's pulled a all, different song. Yeah, but I'm saying they <laughs> they pulled all those items together, mixed up that brew and poured it on Blaze's grave and he come digging out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's when I hear that I visualize. There's another song and we need to talk about it, or it's somewhere. Don't they just talk about like they put the lotus flower on his grave and wait like oh, X amount of time? Maybe is that on that a might weird, be like, like a later album? Yeah, but like, nonetheless, like, all of these. Oh no, I'm not. Again, it's the same story but different oh, like, versions. Like the, yeah, yeah right. I'm not expecting them to like be perfect. No, I but just, I was saying all of these these uh, songs for sure on this album all paint. Like pictures, like if you, like I said, if you put through your headphones on and listen to this album, you could paint 
different pictures. Like the stories change, well, maybe. You're not painting a picture. It's the demon that's coming out <laughs> while you're closing your eyes right. and coming out of the mirror. <laughs> but I think they all do a very good job in this album of like, uh, you just like kind of get lost in the in a visualization of what, what you're thinking. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I understand. <laughs> all right. Are we done with Blaze? Mm-hmm. That's a yes. Do you need to refill your booski? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, chorus. We got Violent J and Jamie Madrox, which I think works. Yeah, um, I dig this when people team up, switch you know, switch up the lineup. Yeah, so Jay pretty much starts every line, and Jamie sings the rest of it. So Jay is just saying, call upon your gods, call upon your gods, and Jamie's singing. Um, which I guess I didn't really dig into what all this meant, but I mean, I guess it really just goes back to the original what we're talking about, right? Like begging him to help you, religion has left you. Um, now at the final hour. Right, it all, uh, that's straightforward. Life will end, but there is no end of time. So regardless, what you picked in your life, your soul's stuck for eternity, either in heaven or hell. It's pretty deep. <laughs> Do you have what that note is? Do you have uh, your... Yeah, the same thing. It, oh, just what you said, but not as good? <laughs> that's right. Shadowlander is the one who put that annotation on it. <laughs> Shadowlander, that ain't your real name. That's <laughs> not your name, but you got 52,687 uh, votes. Oh, my God. This is on here. Jesus. He has hey, a nice little graphic, though, he put with his, well. Hey, Danielle, you want to talk about Dark Lotus with us? Oh, yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had a run in. <laughs> 52,000 likes or stars? Or uh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever you know, whatever the ranking is on Genius. Maybe that's his number, 52,000. No, there's not that many people using that app. Yeah, that's but why he gets, he's like, oh. But he gets a point for just saying that your soul will live on forever. Like, that's that's an easy thing to call out. <laughs> Fuck you, soul taker. <laughs> hey, man. He might be a listener. Hey, oh, I'm Shadowlander, sorry. if you're a listener, uh, rate review wherever you are. Don't listen to Pete. I'm, I'm sorry, Shadowlander. <laughs> Got heated on him. You're a good Shadowlander. <laughs> You're a good Shadowlander. Um, but yeah, it, I, that's a whole nother tangent. I don't understand what, sometimes you put stuff on, on there and it's like, it won't let you or it has to get approved. Right. right? There's weird levels of like change. Oh, yeah, mushy mustard's got to let you know if it's we, good or not. We will. We're going to talk to him. He's going to be our star he's, witness. At he's the, the genius. Uh, of genius? <laughs> he's the genius genius. All right, I'm sorry. So that's all that guy said was what you said? Yeah, the same right. thing. All right, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, and then I just kind of repeat that. Oh, I have a notification. Oh, yeah? The, the raw general manager says... <laughs> May I have your attention, please? <laughs> uh, it's Never mind. <laughs> Not important. It's probably someone who we should have asked to help us with this season, <laughs> or the last season. We didn't. Um, all right. Verse three, Shaggy Two Dope. We're moving along. Yeah. Or do you still want to talk about the hook? No, I think the hook's pretty straightforward. It sounds cool. I dig that you have two guys mixing it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> verse three, Shaggy Two Dope. Kind of how we talked about if this is a Mike P thing or if this is a they're trying different things. Mm-hmm. We'll get to this if we do like other albums uh i know other songs specifically do this i don't think icp does it that much i like you know what let me go back rewind 
<laughs> no, I'm not pulling that again. <laughs> um, Jay does it in the first verse, and I should have said it. I'll briefly go back. When Jay is doing his lyrics in the first verse, he's doubling them up in two different voices. Right. He's, two, he's recording two separate. Yes. And they're pulling he's, each part. Yeah, he's doing, like a, for lack of a better word, like a higher octave and a right. lower octave. Shaggy does it, but not over top of each other. He splits every right. line in half. So, like, skin separates from bone is real low. And then when he says separate from bone, it's higher. Right. And then he goes back to... One hot flash of metal. Now you're on this. So like he goes back and yeah. forth in each line, and I think that's cool when either you overlay it. Blaze does it a lot, and mm-hmm. I think it's Clockwork Gray. It's l- longer in his uh, CD uh, life. discography. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I think it's interesting when Shaggy does that, the half and half voices, and he does it almost through the whole thing. Yeah, I was gonna. That was the one note I had on this, and I said it's uh, all over this album. I feel a lot, and then like just kind of like when Mike P showed up, I think he kind of maybe pushed him in that direction. I don't know, but that's a great. I'm sorry if I've already said this, but. So, this is 2001, right? Mm-hmm. ICP has been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. I'm not doubting what you're saying. Is Mike P coming in and telling them, I think you should do it this way? Yeah, I don't know. Is that his job? Or are they like, fuck you, hit the record button? But like his songs have a distinct I, style I t- of like totally that. I totally like. agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just, I, we say this all the time, I'm dying to know that relationship between people within a group and producer right like do they treat him as an equal does he produce the beat does he not produce the beat Mm. do they rap and he finds something like what's yeah i'm i want to know that dynamic and in this aspect you're right it always does come up very mike p like but it's just interesting that this is literally his first this could be his first song that he recorded yeah and it's like but i mean they they found him and gave him the, the keys to the castle and have him built the uh, studio. So they, they have some faith in him on whatever his you know ideas are, I sure. I, I agree. <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, but now what the fuck's he talking about? He's talking about getting shot. He's back in the Hellraiser realm. He's like straight up um, getting tortured, I feel like. Like he's, uh, in, he's in hell and getting pulled apart by your fingernails and everything. I don't think so. Uh I mean, I guess I understand how you see that, but I take one hot flash of metal. Now you're on this earth alone as taking a gunshot. Right. Because then he's laying face down in his own blood. Yeah, true. Everything on his body hurts. But yeah, the, I don't know. I I take that as he got shot. He's almost narrating Blaze's previous verse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the skin separating from bone doesn't really tie into the rest of that unless someone's like fucking carving him up <laughs> i do love as hell's chariots come to carry you away yeah that's a cool um cool little thing and you finally realize it's too late to pray yeah and then my favorite part of the whole song pops in help me out <laughs> i, I love it. understand what you're talking about first one of the very first instances of fucking singing monoxide and when we uh, we went to the in-store i think it was at dearborn music 
Is that where it was? You were oh, there as well. We could. I can't believe we didn't talk about this already, but I was thinking we're going to have to save it for later. But yes, there was a, an in-store tour of all five. It was the Yeah Lotus. Oh, man. Let's... It was before, it was after the gathering, mm-hmm. but before the Hatchet Rising tour. Yeah, so it was still summer. It was nice out. It was nice as fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> I went to two or three of those. If we talk to Rex this year, we will, we got stories about that. Mm-hmm. But yes, there was one in Dearborn Music. Yeah, that so that's the one I went to. And I remember I went up to Monoxide and he signed in my Cryptic Collection poster. And I was like, hey man, that uh, Sing part you did on Call Upon Your Gods was sweet. Like it was so different. It popped out and he like froze and he's like oh for real you dug that and he like gave me the biggest high five like you could tell he's like super into it so i think did you single-handedly influence twisted to become what they are today did your that. did your boner knock over the poster <laughs> or did it just carry it off into the wilderness he had a boner for me he was like man you like that i should keep doing this type of music and i said i think you should <laughs> you're like i think you should get a drummer <laughs> uh. But yeah, I popped hard for this, and that was my little memory from it. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> it is interesting that he, like, it's very different. Yeah. Like it's, it comes out of the blue on there. Just yeah. Just hit you. But it is, like, now we're talking, again, a very memorable part of the song. Mm-hmm. So memorable that they put it on the hook at the end. Yeah. It comes like back they, in with it. Yeah, they redo it. So they, they must have thought he did something, right? Again, that's crazy, too. You can't just, hey, everyone, go make your own verse. And then he comes back and he's like, I think I'm going to start my verse with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> he had to have known how it was going to fit. It feeds or, off of Shaggy's yeah. perfectly. I guess it would feed off of anyone. But yeah, like, you're not just busting. Like, okay, you're first. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't start the song like that. Like, it was just, I wonder. Well, we, well, we discussed, uh, we went back on, is it something where we talked about it? Like, Yeah. Some things where Mars feels very wedged in, in the middle of the two parts, mm-hmm. where this song feels like they literally were like working together. As early on, we kind of didn't say that. As we said, all their verses are a little bit different. But as right. we go through it, the song flows so well that it seems like they did work together on, on al- this track. I also wondered, did he... And I don't time them out. Again, if you want to get all you and all your friends to pay us on a Patreon, <laughs> then we can make this our full-time job. We will check these things out but like i wondered did he think this was going to be a hook like well, maybe originally and then they the like, end like is that first two lines added one two three four five six seven eight one two three four five six no i thought maybe like that maybe was a, that a hook part uh, yeah and like he still had eight bars after that but i think those are really two of the eight mm-hmm and to start off with the next line, if that was, you know, if that wasn't originally the first line would have been about perfect circle, which seems sh- strange to start the verse off with. Yeah, I see you in perfect. Yeah. Help me out. I can't understand the way you think of what you're talking about. I see you sitting perfect circles with disciples of Satan. I got my shotgun um, What do you think his verse is about just in general? Because uh, there is a note here. I, I always am curious about that. I wrote, he's hunting. Like, is he hunting someone down? Whether it's other <laughs> fucking monoxide killing people. Why wouldn't it be hunting? <laughs> um, 
and I didn't write down who I thought it was, but it's just, it's funny how he says that, that, uh, like I got my shotgun cocked newspapers and revelations. Every bullet is a story and they keep it glorified. The media is the target and now they've got to die. Like I took this and it's multiple ways. Like, is he saying like ultra religious people? Is he talking media? Is he talking? Yeah, I think he's like, just like a crazy man. Like he's, he's, a, just, he's lost his mind. He's, been fixated on you know news and like blaming the media seems kind of prevalent (laughs) (laughs) somebody yeah someone who's gotten so down a rabbit hole and like lost their mind kidnap the governor (laughs) uh he dropped son of sam who was a legit uh serial killer back in the day um they have a little annotation here let's see who contributed to that joey adams that could be your real joey lauren adams (laughs) i don't know just joey adams (laughs) is that her name I you know I got to give him the credit attention. since I'm just pulling his information here on the son of Sam. He was a uh, David Berkowitz, American serial killer, convicted of series of shooting attacks that began in the summer of '76. Didn't, um, we, didn't we talk about that in the last episode? He was the one who was didn't talk about the, dog. oh, the dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said the dogs are talking. My dog is talking to me. Dude, them dogs don't do that, do they? Jesus, I don't have to yell. <laughs> I'm right here, pal. So yeah, I. I I imagine he's assuming he's like, yeah, serial killers lost his mind, um, going to take out newspaper folks or whatever. Newspaper folks. <laughs> it's back in the day when there's newspapers. Wicked work will be done. Fuck it, catch a hot one. So yeah, anyone who gets in his way, he's just murking out. Didn't realize how much shooting is on this song. Yeah, I, I see a lot of it. It's <laughs> like three out of four. Right. Well, sometimes you gotta, you can't just hatch it chopping. Killing. Stab. That it? We're good? Yeah. All right. Another chorus, Jamie and, and Violin J. Same, but a little different. Because now there's different, like, they're, they're saying the same things, but there's, like, another layer, right? Yeah. They're, uh, we finally finally go back to some of the uh, occult spookiness oh, here. Oh, Lord have <laughs> All right, you go talk your spookiness. I'll just watch basketball. Actually, I'm going to take a break to take a pee before I get into this. (laughs) (laughs) So on uh, the hook, we are back to uh, a little bit of occult nonsense just for Pete. You know, we... We kind of detoured a little bit. We thought, you know, thought early on that this was going to be a lot of what Lotus is because that's a lot of what the inspiration they said was. But uh, we're back on uh, Alibaba, the Bornless Ritual returns. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so this is a uh, uh, Alistair Crowley. Um, in- Mr. Crowley. <laughs> In invoca- invocation is that how you, you call? Oh, him? here we go. Now we got Chris trying to read. <laughs> so. Uh, Sprinkled in between Jay and Madrox's lines is the bornless spirit, having sight and feet, strong and immortal fire. I am he. I am truth. He who hates that evil should be wrought in the world. Hopefully I didn't say the real, real thing. Hopefully they put a little yeah, edits you, in there for me. You need to like say random words in between <laughs> so that you're not uh, casting a demon. Right. Oh, so. I think a demon just came out of Lloyd. <laughs> So, um, the Boiling Switchful, I believe early on we discussed this in Alibaba, is a uh, almost like an exorcism type chant to expel dark spirits from you. I don't know. 
this stuff kind of gets confusing for me. So <laughs> if you know occult stuff better than us, call in the hotline. Let us know. As our good buddy Mushy, Must, Mushy Mustard returned on Genius, gave us a little bit of things, and he points out that Jay incorrectly pronounces rot as rot and girt as grit in here. <laughs> in order to prevent juggalos from accidentally summoning spirits oh, when they sing along. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, I, not that I haven't already given up, but... I feel your anger. Who the fuck are you talking to? Charles. Yes, yes, you have a son. You're with your son? The fuck? I don't got no kids. Oh, oh, Sonny. Pagano? Kind spirit. Is your name Sonny? Charles Pagano. How the fuck do you know that? He says he was your first. Fuck you and this bullshit. And that's what this is, you know. Satanic black magic. Sick shit. Which, no. Reading along, I don't even see where grit is. Born the spirit, having sight of feet. I see where rot is there. He pronounces it rot. rot. He, he leaves the W off. I I don't know. I don't see it. I don't care. But yeah, that's, that's a little added bonus here. <sighs> Thanks to our good buddy Mars. Brought his... Or, according to Jay... Our good buddy Jumpsteady brought those books from <laughs> from the Middle East when he was in Desert Storm. Uh, one way or the other, they got these occult books and added that sprinkle of spooky flavor in there. <laughs> Believe in that black magic bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to me, is kind of odd on this track, because this track is oh. your... I guess, I guess it could be any god, because I don't think occults don't believe in god. I think they don't believe in one god. I think that's that's more their their realm that i really don't know yeah no they believe they believe in like different spirits and different entities and i think they're they're just against a one god system i don't know i don't know if you know call us and let us know we need andy d on here to talk about him he's uh, he's he's big into that stuff he's big into like the satanism what do you call it what's the real word for that is it satanism when you believe in like I don't know. I thought that was the word. Isn't uh, isn't Satanism like not actually worshiping Satan? They're like just against re- organized religion. Yeah, you they follow that that fucking statue with the fucking horns. It's a cool on looking it. statue. Yeah, but what is that? Is that <laughs> Beelzebub? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back that, to the song at hand. That's as far into the occult <laughs> as I'm gonna go. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. I was about to say, we're doing it again, but now Jamie Madrox's verse is next, but it has, it, it's weird that he's got like Jay in the background of his, but they don't do that with anyone else. Well, but is Jay just doing the, like the little bit of backwards talking stuff in the background? I think so, but yeah. it's just funny that it's accredited to him here, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, I don't think that, I think it's just credited there, but I don't think it's that big of a. Yeah, I know, I, I understand. Yeah. I really don't understand his verse. Like. That everyone else, if we're saying they're talking about, um, you know, there's people who are calling upon God when it's too late, and they're just like saying it's happening. Mm-hmm. This Jamie is just taking like the fuck you stance. Like, yeah, I think he's uh, commenting on the same thing of someone who's on their last but, leg calling on God. He's like, he's shit talking them. But that's what, like everyone else is talking about it. He is straight up being like, 
fuck you. Right. Like you shouldn't, I don't know if like you shouldn't be doing that or just like a, mm-hmm. a more angry tone than the rest of them. And is there a reason for this? Well, yeah. So his part and going back up to monoxide as monoxide says, you're sitting in perfect circles with disciples of Satan. When he says, you piece of shit, you ain't worth an ounce of spit, blasphemous, diss of my Lord. What's he say? The clock up? Yeah, the clock up, time's up. Where's the tough guy that told my God to go and fuck himself, bitch? So, in the background, they say perfect circle backwards, which I didn't pick up on. Yeah, I don't pick up on any of what the backwards is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't say, like, ooh. It's just kind of like a backwards noise. You don't even really pay attention. But, um... When I when I listened to his, I never even took his back to the perfect circle disc that like is in there. Um, but I do remember this when it happened. People speculating that they shit talking Esham. Like, do you remember that? Kind of. Yeah. So. Um, or they shit talking Mars right on the track. <laughs> I think. That's what I thought too. I was like, is he shit talking Mars? Because I don't think we talked about that early in the season. But there is speculation, and we're not trying to get into negativity, but. Mars and Twisted did not get along for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then they even had issues with like actual verses, right. right? Like being too dark or too whatever. Like, no, we're just joking. Like, there's no way he's fucking dissing Mars no, on I, this it, track. But the, I thought that before it even came to Perfect Circle. Yeah. So, yeah, what's the Perfect Circle deal? Well, yeah, how, so, what's the tie up? Um, uh, should we mention, and now I'm going to say something that I don't know, A Perfect Circle is a spinoff of Tool, right. correct? It's like, the is it the main dude's yeah, side band? I believe so. Yeah. I don't think like other people, what, I, but I'm, I'm so yeah, I'm not, lost in that. I'm not that into them. Um, but yeah, I, I am at, my guess is they liked Tool. Perfect Circle came out, they bought that album, and because I'm like... It's not like they're crossing paths to like shit talk each yeah. other. But is, it, is there? Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. It's right. in reference to uh, the song Judith off of their album, where they say "fuck your God, your Lord, and your Christ" in the lyrics to that of the Perfect Circle song. Hey everyone, this is Peter, and I'm coming to you while I edit this episode. Uh, I just wanted to take a quick second here and talk about. What we are about to get into, uh, talking about Jamie Madrox's verse and how it's uh, referencing a perfect circle and their song Judith. We knew it was coming, but we clearly didn't do as much research as we should have, and that's our fault. But I'm chiming in now to kind of give you a heads up. Uh, We'll talk about it in the wrap-up at the end of the year, but I thought it was important enough to throw in here and... So did uh, executive producer George, as he's sitting here groaning. Judith, the song, like, I've heard it a million times. I feel like it's always on the radio. It's just kind of there, very much like we're talking about in this whole season. And our whole gimmick is diving into the lyrics, and I just never realized. Um, So the song Judith is about uh, Maynard's mother. Maynard is the singer of... Uh, a perfect circle and tool. Um, so the song is about his mother who suffered a stroke and she was in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. And this song is basically about how she was like undying religious. She never questioned her, her religion, even though she had a degenerative disease that ultimately killed her. And this is Maynard's way of lashing out and saying, 
you know, fuck you. I can't believe that you're blind to this, um, that, you know, how could your creator, your God, your whatever, abandon you in, in such an instance, um, which we talk about throughout the song, and that's kind of the uh, what the song Call Upon Your Gods is referencing uh, from different perspectives. But uh, yeah, Maynard, not happy. And uh, I never realized, maybe it's because I've never had the CD, but the edited version, which plays on the radio, uh, the video, uh, they played live on like, I was about to say David Letterman, but you know, like the Tonight Show and Conan, like they had a tour and they played them all there, where instead of saying, fuck you, he says, thank you, God, almost super sarcastically. So again, that's just a, a little heads up on what that song is about. Uh, I didn't realize it, and I just wanted to get everyone in the loop there. Um, we will put it on our Spotify list for this season if you go to our website and check it out. Or I just venture that you go out and do a little research yourself and see you know, what you think uh, about this whole topic. You know, Religion is always very polarizing, just like everything else. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting. That's the art. Oh, I know, George. It's okay. Uh, he's upset too. He doesn't like talking religion or politics, uh, while he's chewing his bone while I edit the podcast in my dining room. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting topic. We will dive back into it in the wrap up show, but until then let's get on with the rest of the episode. And isn't that, uh, I'm sorry. That's like their big hit, right? Yeah, that is the big single. I believe. Is that edited? Like, I mean, that's on the radio all so, the time. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be edited on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if it's just, like, bleeped or they changed the, the Probably lyric. Probably bleeped. Yeah, they weren't... It seems like more it's rap that would change the lyric. Change the lyric. Um, but digging back up... Uh, I, know, I think it's old Real Juggalo's interview. Um, going back to where I thought it was an Esham disc, because I remember that happening at the time, because they're kind of Esham was always on the in and outs with psychopathic. Oh yeah, so it's probably a uh, moment uh, where they were on the outs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, in between where he got dark tattooed on one wrist <laughs> and Lotus on the yeah. other. <laughs> like, oh, you're out. No, no, you're back on. No, you're okay. So yeah, in the interview they go, uh, I don't know if you all know this. Uh, you better uh, credit that to uh, Sweet Candy Nuts. Is that it? That, yes, that is his name. We. I, Sweet Candy Nuts. Thank you, Sweet Candy Nuts. <laughs> it does say SCN. That's here. what it does his name, motherfucker. I knew that. So, Sweet Candy Nuts in this interview for uh, Real Juggalos, I believe. Uh, yeah, in some incarnation of. Yeah. Yeah. Because it switched over, right? Um, he says, I don't know if you all know this or not, because it has to do with Madrox, but someone wanted me to ask on the verse Call Upon Your God. Somebody thought there was an Esham disc and on Juggalo Anthem. But anyways, we don't even know about that. Um, he says, no, we don't diss anybody anymore, for real. And this is Monoxide Child, sorry, not Madrox. Um, for real, we diss cats on most tasteless we learned. We're like, you know what, fuck it, man. If you got a problem with somebody, we'll just... Oh, sorry, folks. <laughs> we'll just tell them, because we bump into everybody. Who they so, diss on most tasteless? Uh, everybody. Well, mainly the old label. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So he says, yeah, it seems like Detroit is just a small little world. And then Monoxide says, exactly. If we got a problem with somebody, we'll just do it at the door. It ain't that bad, though. We're just, when we talk shit, we're addressing the masses. That's for everybody out there who thinks like that. Everybody out there that's talking sh that shit. It's not necessarily anyone, 
but the shoe fits so many people you know that shoe could fit Isham that shoe could fit Limp Bizkit that shoe could fit Jonathan Davis that shoe could fit anybody that shoe could fit me or Madrox at times you know what I'm saying that's just what we're feeling but it's not directed to anybody a perfect circle oops didn't mean to put that in there says they both laugh old fucking sugar nuts is laughing as well huh (laughs) that's the only one I can say blatantly got dissed you don't diss Lord you don't go against God are you fucking serious such an inspiration for the ways that I will never ever choose to be Grow so many ways for me to show you how your sin has abandoned you Confirmed from the monoxide child himself back in... 2000 something <laughs> I found that in the Wayback Machine and I don't know what year that was but uh, I still find it weird that they're upset with Perfect Circle the only thing I can think of is they like bought that album and were like oh we don't dig this yeah I still can't believe that they're that religious where that would matter uh, I was about to say something real I don't think up. any of them are religious they're all very spiritual I would say yeah but uh, yeah Twisted more so is weird because Especially with Madrox having, like, Mr. Bones had some fucking stuff I still listen to now. And I'm like, ooh, I feel like I should go to church listening to this album. <laughs> yeah, I just, I I was about to say, and I, we can joke about this in this day and age. Is there any record that you could pick up and someone would say a lyric and you'd be like, well, fuck them, not listening to them anymore. Kid Rock. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, in this uh, era of of. 2022, yeah, there are some people who could be like, well, fuck, I guess can't listen to them anymore, but like it's just strange that someone would in for that, I, I don't know maybe yeah. not, I just like there's gotta be something more to that than just a singular line in a song where they were like, well, fuck you right, and to, to put it in the lyrics for this, yeah yeah, it just seems very and bizarre so I guess, that I started to ask this before and I'm sure you don't know because I sure as fuck don't <laughs> Is that, like, is a perfect circle a, a gimmick of Tool? Like, Dark Lotus is a darker gimmick of ICP. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, did that fit their gimmick? Are they, like, doing something different from their norm? Yeah, or know. is it just, like, kind of how, you know, someone breaks off, like, you know, Scott Weiland went and did Velvet Revolver instead of STP, and it's, like, just basically the same, just with, with a different <laughs> guitarist, you know? Or is it... Did they specifically say, hey, we're doing deeper, weirder shit? Which, how do you do weirder shit than fucking Tool already did? <laughs> I think that one song, the one was like... You know that one? Oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> they had that big single in, like, 2001. What was that Tool single back in the day? Has he always been this stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I worked at Amatea's, cleaning the floors that night, and we always bumped that on, like, riff. Riff Rocks would be like bumping that stuff. Is it Lanteris? Talk, talking like an old ass man. We were bumping that stuff on Riff Rocks. You're two steps away from wearing a Bad Company shirt at the fucking <laughs> Riff Fest. Now, Bad Company, I can get behind. I don't know about Tool. There's nothing wrong with Bad Company. <laughs> All right, this isn't a Tool podcast. Fuck, and we got two more verses to go, so. Goddamn, pal. Are we just, uh,. So we're, we're just pretty much saying that Madrox comes talking 100 miles an hour out the gate with that. Not about 
oh, I'm dying, or I'm talking about my God. He's like, oh, you don't believe in this? Fuck you. Yeah, like, I mean, when I, when I listened to it always, I just assumed he was commenting on a guy who was on his deathbed who was shit-talking God, now he's calling his name because he's dying. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's funny. They're, everyone up to this point was that guy, mm-hmm. and now he's talking calling to that guy. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Next verse. Next set of verses. Yeah. Duel. Duel boy. First up, we're going red. So Mars was mm-hmm. on the original, the red version. And his, I had to re-listen to because I haven't heard this in forever. <laughs> I took this as he's content with dying. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going the full spectrum here. The first couple of verses, people are not content with where they are in life. And they're like, oh, shit, something's wrong. I got to fix it. Mm-hmm. Jamie saying, fuck you. Mars, I take it as saying, I'm okay with how I, where I'm going and what I did. Yeah. Um, and maybe that goes towards his current religious status, where I think he's more religious than anybody here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's saying, I'm, I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of life. When I die, I'm going to smile, bring it on. Like, he's, he's content with where he is, whether yeah. it's good or bad. Yeah, I, I take it back to him being the one who's into the occult and... Um, all that stuff at the time. I'm assuming he's he's saying he's looking for a sign that God's alive, but he's just like, God's inside of me. I'm God, so I don't need to find a God. And he's Jeez. content. He's content living the life he's living. His delivery and production on this is kind of sweet, too. Oh, yeah. Where he, he does like super the cool on this sign scene. that God's alive, live. Like, he's got that like <laughs> right. shit behind him. Got me looking for the sign that God's alive. Because there's got to be more to this life than the nines and coke how it's like how Jay's is slow and methodical as you like to say mm-hmm. this is like grimy and methodical you yeah. know it's still slow but it's like I don't know it's got a little more something to it for me um, again we, we've said this every time Mars pops up his delivery is super cool uh, what's with the uh, first couple lines there is there a the annotation on that yeah uh, that one's just someone doing what we do yeah <laughs> Disc- discussing what they think he's talking about <laughs> sorry sorry to all the listeners that's not always uh the best i'm always like oh there's a note here no. chris what is that and then sometimes there's a lot on this track which is kind of funny yeah sometimes they pop up a lot sometimes they're good <laughs> sometimes they're stupid so i apologize <laughs> just jump right to abk yeah so he uh obviously as you should know uh the original version came out with mars they aced him off abk comes on and places his verse on top Mm. or you know instead of so i i don't know i wrote that his his flow isn't the best here but he is cramming more so i think than than ever he's cramming his style and his lyrics into a defined space right so it's there's like one, I forget which line it is, but we're like, he's just got too many syllables for his like style. Yeah. And it's not his fault. I am not blaming him. He's in a, a, a bad situation here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, it's just kind of awkward. That's and all. And as um, I tuned into the, uh, which Juggalo podcast was it? <laughs> You're always so bad at this. Uh, is it ICP with me? With we, not me. You say that every time, and I just let it go. (laughs) I think I may have edited out on one of them, because I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to keep correcting I I believe it was them. If not, I'm sorry. I was bouncing around, just pulling up who had lowest. And they point out, like, 
you got to take into account, like, when they're recording this, they're probably recording, like, his album, Blaze's album, Wraith. They're probably like, extra studio time, let's fucking record your shit to, like, no. the place. So, like, he probably is just, like, on the back end of other stuff, like, oh, hey, by the way, we got to get these lines in, yeah. throw it in there. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Like, he probably didn't. It's not like there's a session to, like, all right, we're going to put all your verses in. They're probably just pulling this shit whenever they can and throwing it in. Yeah. So, they this song is, like, I think, a prime example of that, where it's like, hey, you got to f- make this fit. Like, hurry up and get this done. And as much as I said, like, that the flow may not be that good, the story like where he's going with it is not what mars was talking about but it still fits it's like a complete opposite of yeah and it's cool like um and it lines up like you said with the wraith era like he's he's pointing out that god's in charge of all this he you know i'm not god god is uh creating all this Mm -hmm. i feel like they purposely like switch the switch the um idea that mars had there I mean, that's also possible that they, not that they forced it upon him, but yeah, you got to switch this up yeah. and be a little different. <sighs> yeah. I just, I, I don't know if it fits with the rest of them, but it's still, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a little choppy. That's all. Not to his fault. Yeah. It's just interesting hearing it when you think about yeah when it was plugged in. Uh, I like never was told things would be like this always vision that my life would be filled with happiness. So he's kind of admitting that to me, like that he didn't think this is how it was going to be, but it ended up that way. And then (laughs) we get some, some outro and some chorus. That's remember, uh, we were discussing the chorus earlier and I was saying that Jay changed Gert to grit. Oh, here it it is. It's in this, this part. I am the heart Gert with a serpent. I got the spirit in me. Sorry, <laughs> freaky man. You're okay, or freaky man. <laughs> um, so yeah, they do another one. Him and Madrox um, again. Jay talking it. Jamie singing it. But then like that third layer behind it, which is different than the first two. Right. And then, and then another. <laughs> and then an outro by Jay, which I guess before I listened to the, or I did this research, I didn't realize. I think I just thought it was monoxide, like singing yeah, on his way up. Talking over it because you can't really hear what Jay's saying. But reading it, it fits exactly what the intro says, mm-hmm. which I kind of dig. Right like, uh, uh, for those who so can't, you agree that Jay should open and close every track. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, what does he say? Uh, everyone's everybody's a reason. Everybody's got an excuse of why God doesn't love them. They say, well, if there was a God, he wouldn't let my brother have died the way he did. Or if there's a God, he wouldn't have made me grow up on welfare. Well, don't you realize that God did prevent from happening to Jesus? Is this really what he said? (laughs) He said, what God did prevent from happening to you? Yeah. You might have been killed viciously in a car accident two hours ago. But God went back and then it kind of like trails off. Fades into like the next song. Um, Yeah, which fits the beginning. It's just, it's not very clear monoxide's uh, bellowing kind of <laughs> takes over it i think if you're like jamming in the car you're not hearing that right they're know? usually skipping at that point because you're not oh. you're just going the tracks you're like oh my god another chorus jesus <laughs> yeah it's very bizarre though i mean i don't know it kind of fits for these i think they're trying to make it epic and adding these extra outros and mm-hmm. extended uh choruses and it kind of fits then it's interesting that they just pull monoxides from his verse. Mm-hmm. 
maybe jumping ahead a little bit, but I think we're done with the lyrics. Mm -hmm. I think this song is real good. I'd say, like, top of the CD. Yeah. Like, top half, top third, if not top, like, handful. I would agree. But listening to it like this, I was trying to think on my way over here, I don't have this, like, for proof, or I don't remember specifically. Mm -hmm. This song probably sucks live. Did they even do it live? I don't know. That's it's not a hype. I don't song. remember it live. Like in the car, it's a fucking banger. Yeah. But fucking, if they had to do this live, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Like, uh, it, they probably did it. Like I've uh, we seen oh. them twice uh, in my mind, or maybe three. Uh, Hollow Wicked, a couple Hollow Wickeds actually. Think about it. Like a full Lotus set. There's the you know the the gathering one, which for sure they did it there. I'm. Well, it's on YouTube. I started watching. Have, it I mean, they it. only had uh, if they played for sixty minutes. They, they had did to play a ton the whole of them fucking other shit. Oh, they did. Yeah, it's kind of cool because they all do like they do all the they do hound dogs, all the gang tracks, and like That's global ones. What it should be, yeah. yeah. Um, which I need to go back and rewatch it and make the set list because we keep bringing it up. We should do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that for the season under. Yeah. Um. Then the Hatcher Rising tour. And after that, I, there's no way when they, if they toured, I didn't see them for like they didn't tours for Black Rain or they did because they played up at Clutch Cargos. Yeah, so I didn't um, see that, and I don't. But they, but they had a whole new CD. Yeah, you know so I, I mean? imagine yeah. this would have been aced from that if they're playing any. Which is crazy. Like, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Who has like a song where you're like that is the best song on the CD? But my God, when it's live, uh, I don't want to. I'm sure there's some. Like, I just can't think of one off the top of my head. But I mean, you think of ICP up, stuff, there's got to be ones that we love that they don't play live, that just don't fit it the It just live. doesn't, yeah, yeah, mesh. But that's how I kind of feel about this one. Right. I, I, as cool as it is and how much like I like the beat and just everything that goes with it, I don't think live, if they busted that out right now, I don't think I'd be feeling it. I mean, I probably would be because I'd be like... Because you'd be like, oh, the, the band's back <laughs> Lotus. together. Lotus! <laughs> like it was at Fright Fest. Lotus! <laughs> <laughs> what a mark. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to say that. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with you, though. Top half of the album, if not top three tracks for sure. I, I would say off the top of my head, that's where I'm looking. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I in. agree. Did you lose any money? Are you still... No, we're still up. Still good? All right. <laughs> so the big question remains... Yeah. Not how am I going to edit this before <laughs> it's time to publish it. <laughs> Who is your MVP of Cold Upon Your Gods? So this one's tough. I have two in mind. And I think I'm going to stick with the one. Um, going... I think we discussed this before. We go we go through these and you read the lyrics. Sometimes I leave in all these weird pauses where it's just Chris <laughs> thinking and you can just hear the wheels turning. 
<laughs> sometimes I, I enjoy sh- to clean me up and make me sound like I'm smart. <laughs> sometimes I, I definitely clean up all my ums and ahs and my likes and my... I, I think I always start, so, um, I'm gonna... <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's funnier when you just, you're like, well... And then it's just <laughs> string out. Like, what were we talking about? I think I'm going to stick with my initial one, though reading the lyrics, I don't think I like the lyrics as much reading out, but I'm going to go with because I fucking love... I don't want to say it, obviously. You know, I don't want to spoil nah, it. I need to go back and look and see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whew. Look at you. You're gonna, uh, I'll put that in there. I'm right here. Do, 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 do. Not telling you how many buttons I'm hitting because that will <laughs> give it away. Maybe this is taking the easy way out. I'm going... I, I, the, that's, that's where I was uh, second leaning, but... Yeah, even if I went, my backup would probably have been, <laughs> which is weird because I think just for you're yeah, factoring in. Yeah, things, yeah, I don't even know if I, I. I think I take that back. I don't know if I would, but uh, I think just my, based off of your initial review. <laughs> yeah, I think my my number one is with a bullet, so I, I don't even have to worry about a number two. So if you want to vote. I'm talking you listening or you in the studio right now watching basketball <laughs> and gambling on mid-game transactions. You're degenerate, uh, you know that? Yeah. You call yourself a man. You know you're a lying, low-life, motherfucking gambling degenerate prick. You know that's what you are? Two small kids at home. I gave you money to pay the fucking rent and buy groceries, put the heat on. You know your wife called Frank and told her the fucking heat's off? Huh? And you didn't gamble that fucking money. Can you stand here and tell me that? No, no, you didn't. Don't fuck with me, Al. Don't make a fuck out of me. You go to Twitter. You can vote on who you think the MVP of the song is. Whether it's, take everything into consideration. Uh, lyrical content, uh, if they're doing the hook, if they're doing backwards singing. Yeah, you need mul- mul- multiple things. That, uh, sorry, I cut you off there. Yeah, that's but okay. one of my previous ones I picked... Totally nowhere I expected it to go, but it was uh, something outside the realm. That yeah, I don't, factored in. I don't think a lot of these are going the way I'm thinking. So this is uh, this is good. This is why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing a service <laughs> for the Juggalo world. And I think I started to say, you go to Twitter, at Juggalo RWD, go for the, what do you call it, pin tweet. Yes. Vote for who your MVP is. And we'll tally it up and let you know at the end of the year. Who wins? Uh, one vote for me, one vote for Chris, one vote for the Twitter machine. And if you want to call the hotline, tell us the seance, tell us uh, what the board ritual really means. And if you want to vote your MVP there, I'll tell you it there. Pete, Pete doesn't want to, but I will. You want to tell us the difference between grit and girt? <laughs> Man, I love some grits, though. You ever get good grits with, like, shrimp on them down south? It's <laughs> good. Never mind. Okay. Uh, are we done? Yep. We're done, Sweet Candy Nuts. <laughs> Get him on an episode. Is um, he around? Is he still around? He's still in the scene? I'm trying to think. Kind of. I think he can be found. I think they still run. Our buddy Chris would know this. They still run their message board. I, what's his name? Is it Dan? <laughs> 
very spooky, very <laughs> evil. No, not Dan House. Although I wouldn't doubt that Dan Housen's a juggalo. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think he's still around. I just don't know if he's like how into anything yeah. he is. But yeah, they're still around. Anyways, regardless, this was Call Upon Your Gods. Unless right. you have anything else to... Nope, just uh, don't, uh, if you, you know, find religion, don't wait till you're on your deathbed. That's the moral of the story. Yes, find it now. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> and TikTok. That's at JuggaloRWD. Call us like Chris wants you to do, 810-666-1570. The website is JuggaloRewind.com. You can also email us, JuggaloRWD at the Gmail. And then you're already listening on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever you're listening. Keep Give it a little rate, review ski. Subscribe. Hit all those buttons. Uh, while you're there, go listen to all the other Juggalo podcasts. There's good ones out there. I mean, you can listen to ours first, but... Right. You know, Make sure you hit us first. But spread the love. Yeah. They're all good folks. Yeah. We got ICP with We. We have Juggalo Judgment. We have Delt One... No, Deck, Deck one, one Delt. Delt. Um there's another one or two I'm missing off the top of my head. Uh, there's a five count. Yep. Um, whatever. There's others. So mm-hmm. find them out there. But find us first. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Call upon your gods. We're wrapping up. Made sure that I hit the record button as I looked down. Didn't want the lotus to... A lot of sediment at the bottom of this beer. It's all the... Um... Probably fucking sitting on a shelf for six years. <laughs> what was it? Like the... Not the caramel. Didn't it say some kind uh, of... A... It's naturally fermented, so I believe that's why. Oh, God. I'll be shitting my brains out. Like, yeah, the Yahoo last week. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was Call Upon Your Gods, episode five of The Juggalo Rewind, season two. Tales from the Lotus Pod. This is Peter and Chris and Jacob in the background. And we will see you next week for a dance party. Oh, gonna get sexy up in this bitch. Oh, the boners are gonna be (laughs) flying around. A whole lot of wet underwear in this track. (laughs) All right, that's it. Thank you. See you next week. Fuck. The fucking wet underwear. Weirdo. (laughs) All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use.